Corbin Trent. Corbin Trent. Why should that name matter to you? Well, we're going to talk about that today on Kevin's Podcast Show. Welcome to Kevin's Podcast Show. Welcome to the dozens and dozens of the KPS faithful. Welcome to any new guys out there that happen to be listening to the show. I'm glad you found us. I'm glad you're listening. And now, it's time to buck up, Buttercup. Pull up your non-binary, gender-neutral panties. Look yourself in the mirror and say, I'm good enough. I'm strong enough. And doggone it, it's not the government's job to take care of me. Come on, folks. Join me in the cause. Let's start the show. Okay, first things first today, we're going to give a little shout out to my buddy, Derek Cook, who started his own podcast channel. It's called Derek's Heretics, and they're going to discuss all kinds of things that are paranormal. They're going to talk about conspiracy theories. They're going to talk about all kinds of stuff. I listened to their first broadcast, pretty daggone good, pretty daggone good, and uh, I have to say... I've subscribed, so I think you should too. Uh, You can get them, of course, on Anchor, and I'm sure they'll be available on all the other platforms that everybody else is available on. I also want to check out my buddy Drew McSalty and his uh, podcast, The Shift Ender Podcast. Uh, Those guys do a super job over there, him and his, uh, his erstwhile companion, Morton Salt. They do a great job, and I really want to give them a good shout out. Don't forget that uh, on YouTube, you can also get um, Derek's companion channel, the Greasy Rock Paranormal channel. You can just look that up, Greasy Rock uh, Paranormal channel on uh, YouTube. You can maybe see a ghost, hear a ghost, all those sort of things. I don't think that uh, right now... The Shift Ender podcast has a uh, YouTube companion, but you can get them on uh, Twitter, uh, Shift Ender Pod, at Shift Ender Pod on Twitter. You can give them a shout out over that way. Let them know you heard about it on Kevin's podcast show. It'd be surely, surely, surely appreciated on this channel. Hey, this uh, podcast is going to be a little bit short today. As you can probably hear from my voice, that's why I've not put out a podcast in the last couple of days. My voice has been kind of shitty. I've had a cough and uh, um, um, had a little bit of a scratchy throat, and it's not been sounding real good. So if the audio's a little bit off or something today, then I apologize. But uh, let's let's talk just for a minute about Corbin Trent. And who is he, and why should that make any difference to you? Well, I'm going to hearken back to a... uh, a story from WBIR that's dated uh, May the 20th, 2013. So that's been almost six years ago. A Morristown business on the cusp of celebrating its one-year anniversary is now taking steps to repair damage from flames that destroyed the food truck about a week ago. Crazy Good Burgers and Fries used to park its food truck along the town's main stretch Monday through Saturday. It's been great. 
We've grown. We were about to open up a secret truck. We're probably about a month away, said Corbin Trent. Corbin Trent, the owner. Those plans were put on hold when flames sparked on Friday, May the 10th. It got hot in there enough, obviously, to melt aluminum. It destroyed the air conditioners, the hoods, the electricity, said Trent. Now some local customers are disappointed. Their favorite burger joint is temporarily closed. Everybody's saying, what are we going to do for lunch, says Sherry Hatcher. Trent wants the answer to be crazy good burgers and fries as soon as possible. He's already in repair mode, replacing the ceiling, working on the electrical system. But with fifteen dollars to $20,000 worth of damage, he said he's asking the community for help. Trent used Kickstarter to upload a homemade video and launch a website for a fundraising campaign. We had one little kitchen fire that destroyed the whole place, but that shouldn't stop us, said Trent in the video. Using Facebook, Twitter, and other social media, he's hoping customers like Hatcher will pledge donations. A lot of people are pledging, said Hatcher. It hurt because it's like their family, the way they treat us, said Hatcher's husband, Ron Hatcher. The Hatchers said the customers appreciate the food truck for using local supplies and ingredients. Everything as local as possible. Our beef is ground every day by a local butcher. Our tomatoes, our producer, they all come from this area, Granger County, Knox County, said Trent. As of Sunday afternoon, the fundraiser had 33 backers and nearly $1,900 pledged. The goal is $8,000 by May the 29th. We're getting to a quarter of the way there, and we've got 10 days left. I think we can make it, said Corbin Trent. We'll be the first in line, said Sherry Hatcher, or we'll try to be. All right, now, you may be asking yourself, what the hell's that got to do with the price of eggs in China? Well, I'm getting to that. Patience is a virtue. Patience is a virtue. All right. Now, uh, we go over to Kickstarter to the Crazy Good Burger Rebuild, and it says it was created by Corbin Trent. 49 backers pledged $8,306. What happened to it? There is no update. No update at all. So you may ask yourself, what about what happened to the crazy good burgers? Why did they not rebuild? Well, that's a good question. They got their money. They never rebuilt. So what happened? Well, let's go on over here to mm, March 8th, 2019. Okay, March 8th, 2019, Progressive Pack and National Spotlight once occupied downtown Knoxville office. A Democratic Political Action Committee drawing national attention has ties to East Tennessee, one of the reddest Republican strongholds in the country. Brand new Congress, a Progressive Pack, organized by former members of U.S. Senator Bernie Sanders' presidential campaign, operated an office at 714 South Gay Street in downtown Knoxville until last year. That political action committee was called, called a brand new Congress. Brand new Congress, okay? The address appears on several filings by Democratic politicians with the Federal Election Commission, including U.S. Representative Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez, Democrat New York, who's become a viral sensation on no social media as a self-proclaimed Democrat socialist and champion of the proposed Green New Deal. One of the founders of the Political Action Committee, Brand New Congress, is Morristown native Corbin Trent, 
who now works as Ocasio-Cortez's spokesman. Yes, that's right. The food truck owner, six years ago, is now the spokesman for the bartender, who is now the congresswoman from New York City. Brand New Congress, initially founded as Brand New Campaign, builds itself as a grassroots advocacy group advocacy group promoting a post-partisan message in search of working-class heroes like Ocasio-Cortez to bring change to Washington, but critics have claimed the group didn't practice what it preached. The Washington Post, in a report this week, reported that the PAC's founders, Sakat Chakrabarty, Sakat Chakrabarty, you'll have to know that name here in a minute too because I'm going to bring him back up, now Ocasio Cortez's chief of staff paid the company he ran more than a million dollars in funds from brand new Congress and Justice Democrats, which listed an Knoxville post office box, a complaint filed with the Federal Election Commission by the National League Policy Center, a right-wing watchdog group, accuses the groups of secretive spending and practicing dark money tactics. The congresswoman and her staff have denied any wrongdoing. All right. Now, let's go on over to the brand new Congress. The brand new Congress is an American political action committee formed by former staffers and supporters of the 2016 Bernie Sanders presidential campaign. Remember, he is running in 2020, and he should do okay. He is in his early 100s. So, let's see. It was started by Sakat Chakrabarty, Zach Exley, Alexander Rojas, and Corbin Trent. The brand new Congress is a volunteer-led American political organization that intends to run hundreds of campaigns for U.S. Congress seats uh, that basically people that they feel that are vulnerable in their spots. Okay, now, if you go over to Corbin Trent's Facebook page, of course you can't see anything because I'm not a friend of his. Indeed, I am not a friend of his. He's a socialist. But there is a picture you can see, a po- photo that you can see. And it has a Venn diagram. And it's got one plan, one campaign, 538 candidates. Now I'm going to put a link to a video that I found online that goes into a lot more depth of how that comes out. But basically, what this um, political action committee did, this um, brand new Congress political action committee, did was to run 500 and something candidates in the primaries in the uh, midterm elections last year and they ended up getting six people into congress and you may think that 500 and something they only got six may sound like a little bit but no that's a big win for them huge win that's a, that's a one percent win so if the next time they can get a thousand then it's 12, and then if it's 2,000, it's 24, and so forth and so on, and eventually they're going to have a hold in this country like we've never seen. And they're they're brazen about this. They're brazen about telling that that's exactly what they're doing. Okay, i got to take a little bit of a break, so you just stand by for a little musical interlude while I get a sip of water. Sorry about my throat, folks. <laughs> Okay, so we know Corbin Trent 
from Morristown, Tennessee, who used to run a food truck. Then uh food truck burned down, burned down, and then he got a Kickstarter going and got $8,000, which was what he was looking for, and then that was the end of the food truck. Next we hear of him, he's with a political action committee that's called Brand New Congress. They ran 500 and something candidates, and they ended up getting six of them into Congress, and one of them being old crazy old Cortez. Now, was also ran by a guy named Sekat Chakrabarty. Now, Sekat Chakrabarty is from, um, let's see where he's from. He was born in Texas. So listen, listen, folks. When you think about these people being from New York and Chicago and Chicago and all these sort of things, don't think about that. One of these guys is from Texas and the other one is from Tennessee. Now think about that, okay? Well, anyway, this guy, just about every time you see him, has a t-shirt on of a guy named Subhas Chandra Bose, who was an Indian nationalist that um, tried to get India away from the rule of Britain in the early half of the century, like in the 1930s and 1940s. But the reason why that's a bad thing is because the man also was a Nazi sympathizer and uh, tried to get in with Japan and Germany during World War II. So the guy that this Sekat Chakrabarty, who helped Corbin Trent start this political action committee, um, has a hero from India who's a Nazi sympathizer. And a Japanese sympathizer. Now, beyond that, what this whole thing was started behind is called the Justice Democrats. And the Justice Democrats are backed and started by Jink Kadir Uger. Iger. Uger. Uger. Jink Uger. I don't know how to say his name. He's from the Young Turks. Okay? That's the guy that was... uh really upset when Trump won. <laughs> Look, this election's over, okay? And Trump cannot win. He can't win for a number of reasons. I mean, putting aside his uh, xenophobia, racism, sexism, and all that, that, you know, gets uh, Latinos and other groups to vote in large numbers. He's incompetent. He's just flat-out incompetent. So I always thought this election was over a long time ago uh, because you don't... You don't just make up that ground game in an instant. That takes months and months of preparation, which he never did. But I think Hillary will have 320 electoral votes when it's all said and done, plus or minus five. Um, so I never bought into your fear mongering. <laughs> <laughs> I think that most of us at this point are actually doing really well with predictions, uh, despite our primary, during the primaries, uh, being so far off. I think one thing is that uh, for, for the most part, general elections, there's some really great data, uh, give or take a couple states where polling isn't great. Uh, but for the most part, I mean, listen, yes, there's going to be the secret Trump voter. There's also going to be the secret Hillary voter. And every qualified pollster I've spoken to uh, realizes that those numbers pretty much cancel each other out. So I think it's going to be a big win for Hillary. And those, uh, right now, there isn't anything too much to be worried about. I, she could lose Florida, by the way, and Ohio and North Carolina. And still win. Uh, Virginia, uh, 10% uh, reporting. Uh-oh, okay, hold on, buckle up. 54-41. Uh, uh, 
Trump. Yeah. Just pulling in. No, no, no. 161,123,000. No. no. I'm now actually worried. I'm not kidding. Donald Trump has retaken the lead from Hillary Clinton. That so, part is totally so irrelevant. So she got a, he got a nine-stater. Who did they, uh, who did they call? Alabama. Trump's oh, following. We didn't, we didn't I declare... Can't. We didn't declare Tennessee, but now Alabama has gone. Tennessee and Alabama have gone to Donald Trump. This is devastating news slash irrelevant. Back on the Young Turks election coverage, I have two things to report. One, it's panic time. Two, I'm on my third cup of coffee. Now shit gets real. So this is the guy that uh, this jink, chink, jink. I ain't trying to be racist there either. I don't know how to say his name. Zink, jink. I heard it. I heard it jink, so I'm gonna say jink. I don't know if that's right or not. Unger from the Young Turks. This is the guy that has started the Justice Democrats. The Justice Democrats are behind all those candidates where they had one election with one voice, and they ended up getting 500 and uh, some odd candidates together, and they ended up with six of them in. The, in the U.S. House, one of them being Ocasio-Cortez. And, well, it all started, at least in part, with a guy from Morristown, Tennessee. I guess my point is, is that we think that we're isolated, immune, insulated, because we're in the buckle of the Bible Belt down here in Tennessee. Well, let me bring you one more thing back. Years ago, and we used to have a big cash crop here, it was called Burley Tobacco. Backer. Everybody used to raise Burley around here. Everybody used to put up tobacco. They used to raise tobacco, and that's how a lot of people used to get their Christmas money. That's That was their big bonus. We worked our hind ends off. Worked our asses off in the field. We put it in the ground. We raised it. Hard work. Topped it. Cut it. Hung it graded it, took it to market, and then somebody just bid on it and gave us whatever price they thought was good, even though the tobacco companies were making billions of dollars. But I digress on that point. But for years, we heard stories about New York and California making it against the law for people to smoke. You can't smoke, can't smoke in the bars, can't smoke in the restaurants, can't smoke here. And everybody said, well, it'll never happen here. Well, it'll happen here. We raised too much back around here. Never happened around here. Well, it happened around here. It's illegal in Tennessee to smoke in a restaurant, which that hurts me as a libertarian because I think to myself, you know, if I own a restaurant and I want to have smoking in it, it should be my call. If you don't want to participate in my commerce, then you don't have to participate in my commerce. Now, I get it in public places, places where tax money goes. Sure, that makes sense. But private businesses government doesn't have any business telling you that but again my point being is that this all started out in those places like new york and california and now it's in tennessee and socialism can happen in tennessee if we're not very careful socialism will happen in tennessee it's coming folks it's bad it's a bad deal don't be preparing for the zombie apocalypse prepare for the socialism takeover And we could end up just like a lot of these other countries who are fighting for their rights, fighting for their lives, because they realize socialism sucks. Just check out some Venezuelan news if you want to see what's going on down there. Their country's tore all to shit. Theoretically, it should be a great country. I mean, it's got lots of resources, lots of oil. Their country shouldn't be in abject poverty. But people down there, it doesn't work that way. Socialism doesn't work, folks. 
And that's what all this is about. The Justice Democrats, the uh, one election campaign um, pack, the political action committee, uh, all these people. You know, I'll leave links in the, in the description. I want you to see it, but it's pretty scary. It's pretty scary what they've got going on. They've elected Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez, and now you can see that she just parrots whatever they say. She just says it. Whatever they say, they, they, they say one thing, and she says it right again. So I guess my point to the whole situation is is that be mindful of your, be mindful of your community. Be mindful of where you are politically. Think about your vote because it's important and it does count. All right, let's take a little break and I'll come back on the other side. Okay, it's hard for me to let go of this story. So just one more thing here. For this is from Washington Times, December the 29th, 2018. A Crazio Cortez spokesman says the Democratic the Democrats' climate crisis panel sounds like a screen door on a submarine. House uh, Minority Leader Nancy Pelosi, that's before she became House Speaker of the House there, plan for a new climate crisis panel didn't go over well with her new political allies, particularly staffers for the newly elected New York Democrat Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez, the California Democrat who is poised to to regain her House Speakership role in the next year, championed a new select committee on the climate crisis on Friday, but her younger and more progressive, progressive socialist counterparts are not impressed. This committee, if it turns out the rumors about it are true, sounds about as useful as a screen door on a submarine, says Corbin Trent. Corbin Trent, a spokesman for Representative-elect Ocasio-Cortez. The Hill reported on Friday, as it's portrayed, it's going to be completely incapable of solving the greatest threat to humankind. That's Corbin Trent from Morristown, Tennessee, using the phrase, screen door on a submarine. Okay, so I'm going to let that go. I'm going to let that lie right there. My voice is about gone, folks. I'm I'm sorry about that. I'm going to do one more story. I'm going to try to get one more story and get the shout-outs in here real quick, but... Uh, uh, podcast going to be short on the second half here. Sorry about that, but my my voice is about gone. But, uh, you know, this this blows me away. I'm going to leave a lot of links in the description so y'all can hook that up. All right, stand by. All right, it's time for the shout-outs on Kevin's podcast show. Our Facebook friends, Weird Tennessee, the Libertarian Party of Tennessee, and Hybrid Fitness. You can look up those on Facebook and uh don't forget the hillbilly memes and the marketplace morons. All good stuff. Podcast, Shift Ender Podcast with Drew McSalty, Smugcast with AP and BJ, uh, the Dennis Miller Option, the Unusual Buddha. Don't forget to check the chill. And the new podcast, Derek's Heretics. They discuss all things paranormal and conspiracy theories and all sitches that. Uh, don't forget my YouTube buddies, Jason Albert TV and the Greasy Rock Paranormal Society. And that is the shout-outs on Kevin's podcast show. Don't forget it. Now it's time for some weird Tennessee news. 
A Tennessee man who sought revenge on a low-tipping customer by allegedly dipping his <coughs> balls in a salsa container before it was delivered. Police in Maryville arrested Howard Matthew Webb, 31, 31 years old, after a 14-second clip of the incident was seen on Facebook. He faces felony charge of adulteration, not alteration, adulteration of food, liquids, or pharmaceuticals. The Daily Times reported the woman who received the salsa ordered food on January the 12th from a Mexican restaurant through the service, dinner delivered. Webb was a passenger in the delivery driver's vehicle, and the pair were upset over the customer's tip. Webb produced a video showing Webb placing his testicles testicles, in the salsa container, and the driver is heard laughing and stating, This is what you get when you give an 89-cent tip for almost a 30-minute drive. The driver's not been charged. The dinner delivered said in a statement to the times that the driver was an independent contractor no kidding that's how they that's how this company hides that's how you know grubhub and uber and lyft and all these things they hide behind their liability by saying these are independent contractors and they're not responsible well they're probably not legally but you get what you ask for if you are too fucking lazy to go down to get your taco bell and bring it home and you're going to use grubhub be aware that somebody might stick their testicles in your food or put something gross in your food not that it couldn't happen at a restaurant i'm sure that it does and i don't want to hear them stories because i i have to eat at them but anyway also this guy was 31 years old 31 so my guess is he's probably not gainfully employed you know I wouldn't employ somebody that puts their testicles in somebody's food. But anyway, that's a little uh, weird Tennessee news. Okay, the show's been a little bit short today, and I apologize. It's it's not my full show. It's not uh, it's not the full full. Uh, you don't get the full KPS effect today, and I apologize for that. But I did want to put out. At least one podcast this week, even though my voice is uh, giving the hell. I guess I could have did a best of, like all the other podcasters out there, but I, I'm not going to do that. I just don't think that's right. But anyway, it's the end of the show, so we're going to do a little bit of uh, end of the show business here. Be sure and reach Kevin's podcast show on Facebook or Twitter at podcast kevin you can email me at kevin's podcast show at gmail.com you can reach the unknown redneck and he will be back on the next podcast i hope via uh the unknown redneck at gmail.com and of course you can go on to anchor leave me a voicemail i'll play it on the show or not if you don't want me to i don't want you to think it will absolutely get played on there but anyway um Thanks for listening, and again, apologize for the voice today, folks. All right, until next time, it's going to be deuces and duck lips. Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez is not really the congresswoman of New York's 14th Congressional District. She is essentially an actress. In 2017, a group called the Justice Democrats held auditions for potential congressional candidates that they would run on their platform 
for various congressional seats throughout the country. Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez's brother, Gabriel, submitted her for the role. Their casting was perfect. Now, I didn't have to go digging for evidence for this because they freely admit it. They brag about it. Back in 2016, we put out a call for nominations. We got over 10,000 nominations. Out of those 10,000 nominations, we found Alexandria. My brother told me that he had sent my nomination in the summer, but I was like literally working out of a restaurant. And I was like, there's no way. A casting call. They had a casting call. They cast Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez in the role of Congresswoman.